Hello and welcome to the Dynamite Podcast. My name is Joe Rybent, and each and every week we'll be here talking about the week ahead, the week that was, and much, much more. We have officially survived our Boys and BEA weekend, and a big thanks to writer-co-creator Garth Ennis and artist-co-creator Derek Robertson for their time, and to Jim Hanley's Universe, thanks Vito, and Midtown Comics, thanks Gall, for hosting the boys at both signings. Of course, an even bigger thank you to all the fans that came out, one that drove all the way out from my home state of Illinois to meet the boys, and all the fans that kept Garth and Derek signing and sketching for each and every minute, and then some. Sales reports on the boys have also been encouraging, with reported outages on the Volume 1 trade and issue number 7 coming in. But as soon as those reports came in, overstock went right out, so keep checking in with your local store uh, on the trade and issue number 7, although note that number 7 won't be around too long with all the good buzz. As we head into the first full week of June, we have another big release this week, and that, of course, is the Lone Ranger number 6, and we even somehow made it come out on 6-6. Don't ask us how. The end of our opening story arc. With this release, we're now finalizing the release of the Volume 1 trade, so look for that shortly. More on that in a bit. Also this week, be sure to check out the Highlander, the Search for Vengeance uh, DVD, and check it out at your local Best Buy, where you'll also find limited copies of a special Highlander comic book produced by the good folks at Dynamite Entertainment. Hey, wait a minute, that's us. Yes, yes, we did a special comic for the DVD release of the manga anime-style Highlander. Not manga, manga's in print, anime's on uh, motion pictures. So go ahead and check that out, and check that out at Best Buy. Now, as always, for any fans picking up this week's books or any of our other Dynamite comics, be sure to head on over to the Dynamite message boards at dynamiteentertainment.com slash boards and let us know what you think. And now, this week's books. First up, The Lone Ranger number 6, written, of course, by Brett Matthews, art, of course, by Sergio Cariello, colors, of course, by Dean White, and covers, of course, by John Cassidy. Also, of course, two Eisner 2007 nominations. The Lone Ranger continues. In this issue, the beginning ends here. The Lone Ranger and Black Bart duel in the sun. The fate of all John Reed has and will become hanging in the balance. Will the legend be born or die on this day? And as I mentioned a few moments ago, just before recording this actually, uh, we put the final touches on the Lone Ranger trade in hardcover. And we are planning to send that to press this week. Look for it before the end of June if all goes according to plan. Then, of course, also, we do have the return of the Lone Ranger with issue number 7. Look for that shortly as well. Also this week, New Battlestar Galactica number 10, written by Greg Pak, with art by Nigel Rayner. As our first season of New Battlestar Galactica comics races towards its conclusion, Sharon delves deep into her human memories while back aboard the Galactica, the dedicated leader of the subversives, is revealed to be not quite as he appears. Featuring covers from Nigel Rayner, Joe Prado, Steven Segovia, and a new Battlestar photo cover. Slight changes next issue as we head towards our conclusion of Greg Pak's incredible year of Galactica stories, in that artist Jonathan Lau will be working on issues 11 and 12 from Nigel's layouts. Uh, Lau did a great job keeping the flow in terms of the art style from issues 10 to 11 and 12. And of course, Nigel is hard at work on our Terminator 2 series. Also this week, from our friends at Marvel, Marvel Zombies Army of Darkness number 4, written of course by John Lehman, pencils by Fabiano Neves, colors by June Chung, and of course another classic zombie homage cover by Arthur Sudam. The quest for the one thing that can save Ash and his crew of survivors takes them to Latveria, home of Doctor Doom. Who will live, who will die, and who will get their sorry butt tossed into a dungeon after one too many smart outly comments to a certain metal-plated monarch? Think fast, because a legion of hungry zombies is on the way. 
Only one more issue to go in this series. It's been a lot of fun. Fan response has been great. We thank everyone for picking it up and checking it out. Our other Marvel crossover, Spider-Man vs. Red Sonja, is also due in August with Mel Ruby, uh, artist on the series, well ahead of schedule and currently finishing up the third issue of that series. It is a five-issue series. Also this week, Battlestar Galactica Cylon Apocalypse number four of four, written by Javier Grillo Marxwatch and art by Carlos Rafael. The Cylon Apocalypse comes to a cobalt-shattering conclusion. In this issue, Starbuck races to flee the doomed Cylon homeworld as Adama and the Galactica wage a battle like none we've ever seen, against a deadly new Cylon threat. Will the fleet be able to prevent the Cylons from following them on their course to Earth? Find out as this special miniseries event concludes. Featuring another stunning array of covers by Michael Golden, Pat Lee, Carlos Rafael, and Stephen Sadowski. I'm sad to see this one go. I'm sure a lot of you are as well. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to Javi for making time for us in his busy schedule, and we hope to be working with him again soon. And on another related note, of course, Battlestar Galactica on Sci-Fi has been announced as ending after the fourth season. A lot of people are wondering how that affects our plans. Right now it doesn't. We have a lot of Galactica stuff in the pipeline that we'll be coming out with towards the end of this year and through next year. And uh, as season four of the series progresses, we'll start to take a look at where the producers and writers are going and see where our comic books can fit in and maybe even continue some of the classic new adventures of the Battlestar Galactica. And finally this week we have Raise the Dead number three by Leia Moore and John Repion, art by Hugo Petrus. In issue number three, our dwindling band of survivors has headed out of the city and straight towards a research facility where they hope to take shelter from the growing undead tide. But what, and who, they will find there is just another horrific chapter in their desperate bid for survival. Raise the Dead also features, of course, two covers from two zombie experts, Arthur Sudam and Sean Phillips. We're almost done with this series as well. Issue number four, of course, will be coming out shortly and wraps up the series. Next up for John and Leia is another Top Cow crossover, this time featuring our own Ava and Top Cow's Darkness. Look for that later this year as well, and we have a few other pitches we're working on with the creators. More on word on that as things progress. Now for some dynamite in the news. First up, uh, the Comics Waiting Room took a look at The Boys Volume 1 and Issue number 7, uh, summing it all up by saying, quote, Ennis and Robertson have put together one of the most gleefully demented and wrong books of the past decade, and I ate it up with a spoon. End quote. Enough said. The Best Shots crew took a look at Boys number 7, saying, quote, To focus solely on the controversy is to discredit the depth of his work. While the mad Irishman may sometimes revel in shock value and vulgarity, he knows when to temper the mature themes with heart and humor. Robertson is a flawless storyteller with a vivid imagination and the versatility to draw a wide range of genre stories. And unlike a majority of his peers working today, he can do it all on the monthly schedule. What more could you ask for? The Best Shots crew also took a look at Lone Ranger number 6, saying, quote, At a cultural moment where it's hard to recognize that actions of many of our favorite comic book heroes, the bracing sense of familiarity herein, merged with truly modern art and cinematic storytelling, makes for a terrific ride. The Lone Ranger stands at the top of the Dynamite Pyramid alongside Red Sonja and, finally, the boys. While they publish a variety of entertaining books, it's very easy to point to these three in order to clarify what the company is about. Strong art, outstanding production values, and multi-layered entertainment. Best Shots crew also took a look at Xena, Warrior Princess, Dark Xena number 2, saying, quote, The fallout from Xena's resurrection continues under the able artistic hands of Noah Salonga. He does great versions of the characters without being a slave to their headshots. It's also nice to see Ares get some play, as he was among the most interesting characters on the show, a tribute to his portrayer, the late Kevin Smith. 
Before it's all over, Gabrielle makes a decision that's sure to A, be clever, and B, cause lots of trouble. Highly recommended for longtime fans. Thanks, guys. Uh, before we go, let's do a Dynamite Tease of the Week. You know, spending time with Garth and Derek Friday night and uh, at the signings on Friday and Saturday, uh, there's a ton of stuff I could tease, but almost all of it would get me in more trouble than I'm prepared to deal with. So I'll tease that we hope to work with Garth on something in addition to the boys, as well as Derek, and we talked about a few options. So we'll have to see where it goes, and everyone listening, please think positive thoughts on this one, because we'd love to work with those two on something aside from their own creation, the boys, which of course we do love having here at Dynamite. And that will do it for this week. Thanks, as always, for listening. Email us and let us know what you think. We may just send you something for your thoughts. You never know. As always, we can be reached online at dynamiteentertainment.com, and I can be reached at submissions at dynamiteentertainment.com or letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic shop near you, visit csls.diamondcomics.com or call 1-888-COMIC-BOOK. 